the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday, my babies. We absolutely made it. Yes, we did. I wish that we were ending this week on a better note. I got to tell y'all. Um, I'm going to give it to y'all straight. You know, I got I got to serve up the veggies. I can't just be sitting behind a microphone uh, just slopping sugar. And uh, I know there's lots of conservatives out there that like to do content to tell you, rah, rah, and yeah, look at this. And yeah, we so got this. And you know, I, I got to be straight with you all about the topics of the day and where we stand as a nation. And we've got some disturbing news that's taking place in our country today, particularly in our courts and our lawfare system. And so we're going to break that down for you guys tonight. We will have some good news on tonight's Andrew K. Show because Friday always means Bob Walters. And, you know, it occurred to me today that it's gotten to where Fortunately, because of the work of Bob Walters and others, that we're actually getting more wins in our schools than anywhere. And now I just live for Fridays to get some good news as to what's happening politically. So it's not all dire out there, but we got to be straight as to where we stand in some areas in our nation if we're going to save it. And this is a nation that needs to be saved. Joining me every night in the battle is this guy. He's here every night of the week. He's doing his best to feed up his own dish of vegetables. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. DJ Sesame B, up in the hizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Looking forward to getting started. Up in the hizzy. <laughs> Lots going on. It's been a wacky week in the courtroom, too. I don't know what's going on right now. but yeah. uh, Anyway, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, well, let's do it. You know, here's one way I want to start with it. Let me let me tell you to you, y'all this way. One of the w- piece of good news we had this week was that uh, the finally on uh, attempt numero, I don't know, 49, uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was finally impeached. And It's crazy to think that that little tiny little bit of not ceremonial accountability at this point is where we're at. But it it was actually a piece of good news. One of the people who led the way is Republican Mark Green. And he has announced uh, yesterday, I believe it was, that he's not going to run for reelection. And I'm going to paraphrase him. He said that. Uh, that one of the things that he promised the constituents was that he would deal with the border and he would fight to secure it. And he would in this in this um, Congress uh, it, to have Mayorkas held accountable. And so he finally got an impeachment. He was one of the people that led it, even though he's not a name that everybody knows as much as Biggs and others. 
Um, but he said that um, he's going to retire for a couple of reasons. Number one, our founders, our framers envisioned that our Congress people would not be career Congress people, but they, they would go to, to D.C., our nation's capital, do the people's work and go back to their district. So he is going back to his district. But he said more importantly that at this point, it is clear to him that the fight cannot be won within Washington because the fight is really against Washington at this point. And it reminded me of a quote from Abe Lincoln, who said something to the effect of citizens, it will be citizens who will save the government, but only if the government will allow it to be saved. And that's the conundrum that we're at at this point. And my question for you guys is, are you willing to really get into the fight? Because there's so many conservatives. I saw somebody today is like an, oh, who tweeted out and did a meme saying that the conservatives idea of being an influencer or being active is just to go on social media and call out all the issues going on and not actually doing anything about it. But we absolutely have to. We absolutely have to. When we are at a state in which the U our secretary of defense is sitting in his office doing media hits with an equal behind him, equal display of an American flag and a Ukrainian flag. What does that tell you? We're not a sovereign nation anymore. Somebody, Wesley Hunt pointed out, he said, "What? so what, Ukraine is the 51st state now? No, that's not, it's even worse of a message than that. It's that the United States of America is no longer its own sovereign nation. This is a move towards the Great Reset and a one world government and new world order. That's where we're going. And they are in the process of doing everything that they can to destroy every aspect of traditional America, from the invasion at the open border to what we saw take place in courtrooms today. Donald Trump was persecuted in a way that should put a chill up the spine of every American. And let me tell you why. Judge Engeron, a far-left liberal hack, ruled that Donald Trump had to cough up over $350 million and within 30 days, there was no victim. He committed no crime. The banks all said they got their money back and that he did absolutely nothing wrong in the valuation of his properties. In fact, what this judge did in terms of determining the value, what judge who with no real estate experience has never done a damn thing in real estate is going to sit and decide what the value of Mar-a-Lago is when the banks who do this, and this is their entire course of business, are saying that he valued his properties right. What this is, is communism in the United States of America in which they are seizing people's personal property, which is his business, to punish him. I don't want to hear any conservative talking about Navalny being dead in a Russian prison. That's a distraction because it's our own government that's doing worse to American citizens right now or as bad. And they want you focused on Navalny, who was the political uh, opposition leader to Putin, who died mysteriously in a jail today. Like I'm supposed to care about Navalny? Why would I care? I care about what my own government has planned for me. And it's what they just did to Trump today in a courtroom. And to make matters worse, 
I'm watching day two of the Fannie Willis hearings, and I'm seeing that judge helping her out today in that courtroom. Conservatives yesterday that are all like, oh, Fannie, you know, she's going down and all that. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope I've had a tough week and I'm just jaded, but I am really hoping that I'm wrong because what I saw down there was the completely corrupted legal system all across the country just working for each other working against us and that judge down today and when he was talking to the ex-governor of Georgia in the stand what he did I'm not even going to bother you with the legalities and the play-by-play of what happened we've got to get active we got to get active active because you know, uh, that I, that Abe Lincoln quote has me just really uh, Americans. It's the Americans that will save this, save this government, but only if the government will allow itself to be saved. We're going to take a break. I'm going to try to calm down. I may play a couple of clips. I, pay, I, I, I may not because let's, let's switch gears to uh, East Palestine because a year after the toxic uh, train derailment in East Palestine. Joe Biden decided to show up there today. He wasn't met with the hero's welcome, I'll tell you that. We're going to discuss that when we get back. Stay with us. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. <laughs> I may need to apologize to y'all because all of a sudden it was like some evil spirits were coming. I was exercising some demons in that last segment. If you missed it, download the podcast. I'm just outraged, outraged as to what is going on in my country today with the foothold that the communists have in every aspect of our society and how a former president of the United States who's done absolutely nothing wrong is being persecuted in such the manner that he is. And let me tell you, if they can take his business away from him, he not only was hit with 357 or something million dollar uh, fine today. He was, he was told that he can't do any business in the state of New York for three years. And let me tell you, if they can do that to Trump, they can and will do it to you just like the political prisoners that are thrown into the gulag in January 6th. I I do want to pick up a little bit more on the Fannie Willis case, but before I do any of that, I want to bring in my partner here and see if he has anything he wants to add to what I've said so far. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's sadistic at this point. You look at what yeah. Judge and what Judge Engeron is doing and he does it gleefully. This is not justice being delivered or being served in any way. This is just the opposite of it. And on your point, just really quick about conservatives getting active, part of that is voting and part of that in my mind is reclaiming this these spaces. We need more, frankly, more conservatives <laughs> to go into these positions, whether it's at yeah. the DOJ or into judgeships yep. or into local races with city councils. Frankly for some reason, there are so many of these giant metropolitan areas, Atlanta, New York, L.A., that are dominated by Democrats. It's like one party rule. It's all Obama or Biden appointed mm-hmm. judges with personal vendettas. And part of beating that beast is reclaiming those battlegrounds. So I, I really yeah. want to see more conservatives start running for office or city council, mayor, judges, whatever we can reclaim those spaces. Yeah. Because I just don't I just 
I don't trust those tools in the hands of so many people who call themselves progressives, liberals, who use the guise of human rights or civil rights to, to lock up their political opponents. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, this is that's what yeah. getting active and, to me means in part. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sick and tired of, uh, uh, you know, the the. um I mean, it sounds so trite, the old boys network, but this, yeah, you know, when yeah. I'm, when I, I'm not, I'm not, I have, I've had no real satisfaction watching this Fannie Willis thing because yesterday after she says I took cash from my campaign and kept it. And those words came out of her mouth. That judge said should have cleared the courtroom. And I, well, I don't know about procedure, but in that moment, she admitted on, on, under oath that she had committed a felony. Why did we even have a day two? And then today, her dad takes the stand, former Black Panther. I'm not sure why he was brought in to testify, but I guess he was supposed to. Yeah, well, we'll play the clip and then we can talk about what what his testimony was supposed to, um, you know, help here in, in the context of the obvious uh, corruption that took place here. If you want to play uh, the, the clip of Fannie Willis's father. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Counselor. When your daughter moved or left the house that she owned, did did she say anything to you about having a large uh, savings of cash? Oh no, she. Oh no, see. Maybe, excuse me, and I, Your Honor, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? But it's a black thing, okay? You know, <laughs> I was trained, and most black folks, they hide cash, or they keep cash. And uh, I was, no, I trained. You always keep some cash, because uh, I've been places, and just because of the color of my skin. For example, I took a fellowship at Harvard. When my daughter was just, uh, uh, if I might, Your Honor, if I might, when I was just, uh, she was just, you know. A couple of things here. First of all, he's reminding me of one of my favorite skits from In Living Color. I can't remember the uh, the actor's name, but uh, wrote a song about it. I'd like to hear it, hear it go. And yeah, so Google, Google that skit from In Living Color. And then he would, he would have always have these little jingles. Uh, about black life. And that's what uh, the, he reminded me of here. Um, so now we're playing the black card um, with, the, with the black folk just just carry a lot of cash. I didn't know they had, I, I thought black folk were so oppressed in this nation. They didn't have enough. They, the only cash they could, they had was a few pennies in their pockets. Okay. Number two, uh, it came out today in the courtroom that Fannie Willis's father um, had been prepped by Fannie Willis for his testimony, which is such an egregious breach of ethics and the law that the judge threatened to with, to uh, dismiss his testimony. Um, I, I'm sick of the threats. This is one of the reasons why I'm outraged tonight. You know, so, um, the defendant, well, in this case, the 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 person in question is not supposed to be. Uh, the, none of the witnesses are supposed to be talking to each other. They're not supposed to be in the courtroom. They're not supposed to be be uh, planning their testimony. That's against the law. It's witness tampering. And yet he was allowed to continue to sit there. 
I mean, you know, how, how much, how much more is Fannie Willis uh, laws? Is she going to be allowed to break at this point? She's breaking the law, spitting in our face and doing it. It's insane. Let's switch gears too, because let me tell you at this point, I will be shocked. I hope I'm wrong. I predict right now after what I saw today that this judge comes back and says that she's qualified. I, I just don't believe it, that there's going to be any outcome. And I tell you, one of the reasons why I think he's going to do it, fear of backlash from the black community, number one. But also, I think he's telling himself that she is so dis- unqualified and so lacking in any competence that the that this will end up working out in Trump and the other 18 defendants' um, favor but just like other people said today, well, Trump will win on appeal against this Orgeron. That's not the, supposed to be the way things go. This is an abomination of what's happening. Speaking of abominations, um, Biden finally showed up at East Palestine today or East Palestine. And we've got a clip of the crowd that was there when Biden showed up uh, in East Palestine. Uh, Sesame, if you can play that clip. Let's go, Let's go, Let's go, Let's go, That's the message to Biden right there. Too little, too late. How you guys doing? There you go, guys. Out here in East Palestine, this is uh, Joe Biden finally showing up more than a year later. And that's the message. Real simple. Too little, too late. Joe, too little, too late. Yep, too little, too late. I especially loved um, the images that I'm seeing of girls there holding signs that say, don't sniff me. (laughs) 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 And then another girl's got a sign that says resident, not president. Resident of the Oval, not president. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Uh, You know, what a despicable display to show up there today a year later obviously you know trying to grift off of this situation for political points any thoughts sesame well i just don't understand if um i don't know what what biden was thinking but just about everybody in east palestine actually it's a pretty small town i think everybody automatically intuitively just sensed this is kind of a political stunt it is a stunt, actually, and it's no mm-hmm. surprise. It's it's coming along with the primary election season. So I, I just I don't know if he thought people would forget about all that thing, all those all those things. And I, I don't I don't know why, but this was so clearly setting himself up for backlash. I don't know if totally. he legitimately thought, oh, they're going to welcome me, they're going to embrace me, they're going to want to hear from their leader. Uh, they don't look at you like a leader. They look at you like no. a liability. Right, um, and even though he trotted out that African American Regan is this guy's last name, who from the Biden administration, and who stood up there and said, "Oh, from day one, Biden did this and did that and did it did this." It was a complete disaster. In fact, um, he ignored a question. Uh, we've got another clip. Uh, he somebody shouted a question at him that he ignored about why it took him a year to go to East Palestine. If you can play that. Let me be clear. While there are acts of God, this was an act of greed that was 100% preventable. 
Let me say it again. All right, that wasn't the, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you played that. That really wasn't the one I, I initially was going to play. Uh, but <clears throat> for him to, you know, show up a year later and go to the microphones and start spewing communistic, you know, crap about evil corporations. Look, you know, whatever happened with, you know, this this train derailment and whatever caused the derailment, um, do, do you think that's what the people want to hear about right now is, you know, evil corporations speak? Because actually what the EPA did afterwards in burning off these chemicals did more damage than this train company did with a derailment. Just absolutely despicable. He got no points today. I don't, you know, I, I, it didn't accomplish anything but showing him for the evil, despicable political machine that he is. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. It's Friday. That means Bob Walters, who will be here actually with quite a bit of good news tonight on the education system and the kids. Stay with us. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. This Friday, Friday edition. Friday always means Bob Walters. And, you know, if we started doing these education uh, segments to highlight all the insanity going on. And it's gotten to where is as insane as it still is in our indoctrination centers. I get more good news with Bob Walters every week now in comparison to the craziness going on in the rest of our government. So if you need a little good news, you're about to get at least a little bit of some. And back from a trip to Alabama recently is is the aforementioned Bob Walters. Hello, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. How was Alabama? It was nice. There was no rain. You guys were having the rain. I didn't have any rain. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. Thanks. You you left it here and went down to Alabama. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that you got a visit home uh, with your peeps, with your family, and but uh, we're glad to have you back. Good to be back. All right. You got some good news for us tonight? Sure. Last month, ICE agents arrested 26 aliens convicted or charged with murder, homicide, or child sex crimes in the Bay Area. Good job now. Newsom can encourage more to come to California. <laughs> okay, good. That is good news. All right. It is. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they won't be let out with no bail. So, yeah, that's good news, though. Yeah, very good news. Then money should follow this. This is an interesting one. Money should follow the students, not the schools in school choice plans. But now private schools are ordered to teach radical curriculum, and Christian schools are told to stop teaching the Bible and the whole prayer. Then even private schools are banned. But here's the good news. This is all in Sweden, Australia, South Africa, and Canada, not the USA. All right. Well, good. Uh, You know, we're we're at least not as woke and completely and completely dumbed down on our schools as some other places in, in the world. Um, Australia continues to surprise me because I had people, friends of mine back in my old Xerox days, excuse me, I'm stifling a sneeze again. 
in my old Xerox days that that um, with Xerox, we had offices there. They got to go and, and work there and do two-year assignments in Australia. And they all said it was like, you know, um, like America, but I guess it's just more like California than any other place in America. So it's disappointing to me how um, far lefty and commie Australia is. Yeah, it is a shame. I, I was there myself in 19, when I was 17 years old. I didn't see this existing, but uh, it must yeah. it must have happened. Yeah. Like Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. A new bill just introduced in Arizona will require schools to teach the harms of communism. Ooh. This must, yeah, this is good. This must include a 45-minute course to spell out the history of communism, including poverty, starvation, migration, lethal violence, and suppression of speech. You know, this it's is good. fantastic because this is going on over there after the election was stolen from Carrie Lake and um, and, you know, yet in this and in Arizona has not been a solidly red state for a long time. And however, they're doing some good stuff. Yeah, this is good. A good step in the right direction. Well, it is well, we because get- because in the as as we as the left forces uh, tries to force communism on us. It's so important that we have some counter messaging and not just those of us in conservative media, but in the schools. So this is a great news story, Bob. Thank you. Yeah. Here's another one that I didn't realize existed. Smoking in cars with kids is banned in 11 states. I didn't know that. And now West Virginia has joined it, has joined that group of 11. It passed 28 to 7. It should be signed into law next week. Banning smoking in cars when there's a... Uh, Anyone under 18 in the car. Well, I, I'm su- what surprises me, good news, Virginia is going this route. But what surprises me, honestly, Bob, is um, that it's not already banned in every state. You know, cigarettes oh, yeah. cause cancer and kill people. And secondhand smoke isn't really any better. It's in worse in some ways because it's not filtered and it's legal in some states to, you know, trap kids in cars and force them to smoke. I mean, because that's really, really what it is. Um, but at least it's a good news story that more states are beginning to ban it. So we'll keep it We'll keep it in the wind column. Okay. And here, San Francisco schools have cut ties with woke kindergarten. I never heard of that. Woke kindergarten. Uh, Your yeah. nationwide backlash against the program's curriculum and the founder's statements. Glassbrook Elementary has spent 250000 to pay for the program for some of their lowest performing schools, but found the results to be negative. Head of this group, Helen Akia Gross, said she thinks the U.S. and Israel should, should have no right to exist. That's wow. Hayward nice. School District did the same thing and canceled them also. Well, it's great news that Woke Kindergarten has been canceled. Um, it's still a head-scratcher how yeah. this this kind of ideology has successfully been brought into schools. And, you know, it just goes to show how hard, once again, it's another story of how hard the left works to push their agenda and how uh, this is this is definitely a win. Um, but it, and, and it goes to show that when we push back, we can get wins. We've got to get better at being proactive and stopping stuff from from taking root. Instead, yeah. it's like we're going around with weed killers, right, and trying to trying to dig up the weeds um, as the weeds are trying to overtake the yard. To use a bad 
gardening analogy, but this is this is a win. All right, here's Florida Republicans want to teach about communism also in kindergarten. It would focus on the atrocities they have committed and the fear that they might expand into America. So Florida's started to teach classes against communism in all their kindergarten classes, which is well, wow. That is wow, because it's like, how do you teach communism to kindergartens, kindergartners without freaking them out? You know, you're going to talk about, you know, um, you know, start, you know, starvation and, and all the different ways in which, you know, non-communists were killed by like Mao's and Mao's China and stuff, or, or, or are they going to go, you know, what there's been, there's been a lot of ways in which parents out there have said, I'm going to teach my kid about socialism or communism by, you know, one kid works hard and, you know, earns five bucks doing chores and I'm going to take my kids, you know, earnings and give it to his, his sibling who didn't do anything and say that's communism or socialism or, you know, it's income redistribution. That's one way. You know what that is? You can teach communism to kindergartners. That's something they can understand. Kid gets a birthday gift and is told he has to give it over to somebody else. There's ways that you can, you know, I would have understood that when I was a kid. (laughs) You know what would have been a good way uh, to get it over on me, to get me to understand was when it came to Halloween candy. Because I hustled okay. way more for my Halloween candy than my brother did. And if daddy had taken mine for me and given it to my brother, I would have been hot. Okay. <laughs> I bet you would have. <laughs> Wisconsin Mass Resistance, it's a strong organization, team stops cancel culture attempt by local school officials against a parent who complained about obscene books that hurt children. He was a parent and he was an employee of the district in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And he got his job back thanks to mass resistance with an apology. Wow. Oh, we got an apology too. Ooh, no money. that makes it even better. I love that. <laughs> um, wow. And you know what, Matt, this mass resistance, a moms for Liberty gets a lot of good press deservedly. So, but Bob, don't you agree that mass resistance is one of the, one of the key groups that you are constantly reporting on this getting wins out there and they're not getting enough credit. In fact, you're really the only one really reporting on them. So they're doing amazing work, aren't they? They're a pretty solid organization. Yeah, yeah. I have to admit. Totally. All right. I think this is a good time. Uh, we still had a little bit of time left in this segment, but I feel like we should go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to reset and we're going to get people prepared to hear a little college crazies. So y'all stick around. We got more of the Andrew K show coming up and with Bob Walters when we come back. Don't go away. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. If you miss any part of the show, like last segment where we had Bob Walters give us the good news of the week in regarding our education system and children around the country, you definitely want to download the podcast. And because Bob always shares stories that you're not going to hear 
in the legacy media, particularly the good news stories in which we've taken ground back away from these communist pedophile perverts shoving their crap on children. So definitely download the podcast if you missed last segment. All right. Now it's time for Bob's little thing we like to call college crazies. All right, my dear. Okay. Former Harvard Medical School Dean slams DEI obsession. He hmm. says it degraded quality of medical education and is diluting the vigor and precision needed for that profession. Good for good him. Stand. Yeah, it is a good stand. Very, you very guys. good. Because it it's an, it's beyond college crazies. It's literally insanity the way they're trying to inject equity into medical care. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. So that's good news. Good for him. Uh, the professor, suspended after refusing to grade students on race, files a $19 million lawsuit against U- UCLA. And he won. Oh, he won. He won. Good for him. Okay. Yeah, I don't know That's... what kind of grading they wanted him to do at students on the race issue, but he wouldn't do it. So they he sued him. Well, good for him. And you know what? you got to feel better since that's your alma mater, that even though they're trying to do this kind of crazy stuff, at least you've got some good peeps in the professor department standing up against it. So that's right. Good for you. Good for UCLA that there's still some they've still got some decent peeps on the payroll there. Then you got Dartmouth College announced this week they will be reinstating the requirements of the SAT test for all student applicants. And this from a study that showed these produce better results than the present program of allowing students in based on their high school grades. Wow. Good for Dartmouth. Some sanity there because Dartmouth is, a, is quite the lefty university in New Hampshire, um, at least since Laura Ingram was there in that, those days, right? Because, you know, she clerked for uh, Thomas and and actually, you know, there was lots of good peeps coming out of there back in the day, but not so much anymore. They've gone the way of Harvard and the rest of the Ivies. So um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they decided. But one thing that's true, though, that these Ivies care about is they care about, you know, in order to keep their endowments going, in order to keep their prestige and, and, and everything that goes with that and all the perks that go with that, they can't be allowing this DEI stuff and this these insane admission policies to further drag down their brands because ultimately they get destroyed in the end. So that's smart on Dartmouth's uh, part. Okay, doke. And then you got uh, a college degree is worthless to more than half the, those who graduate. This could be causing the 60% absentee rate among students coming to school every day. 50% of these do not complete their A to G requirements, and which is they have to do in order to be eligible for college. I guess A to G is your basic uh, basics in, in education. 68% for blacks, 64% for Latinos. AG covers the key courses for college required for admission. 84% of charter school kids lack these classes since the type of school focuses on completing high school, not preparing for college. This is very, very interesting. So basically, you know, um, what's going on is, you know, a lot of kids in these public schools are like not even bothering to take a lot of these classes that, that put them on the track to college. 
for whatever reason, could be, you know, the worthless degrees like you talked about and the fact they coming out with all this debt and the charter kids aren't focused on college. And, um, you know, and, and we know that charter kids, you know, it, it, you know, do do better in high school in all the grades. And so they're graduating. And so this is this is fascinating. It really is. Um, hmm. There's there's a lot of different and and you've reported in the past about how a lot of corporations these days are no longer considering a college degree uh, to to be a requirement for uh, for work in their companies. So I and and so I'm loving this in a sense. I don't like that uh, you've got 68 percent of blacks um, that, you know, are, are absentee and not graduating. That's not good. Um, but if 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 we're starting to choke off this college pipeline that you've reported against for so many years, uh, that's a good thing. All right. Then you got community colleges may not be the stepping stone to university as many think it is. Only 16 percent who start community college actually earn a bachelor's degree in six years. Oh, wow. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It's just uh, it just means it's community college while it, they don't have the, the liberal craziness that the universities do. They don't really have the vigor of getting enough education so they can get a, a, a real degree in six years. I mean, that's wow. Or it could also mean that they're going to community college, getting a couple little classes here or there, maybe classes that are, are skill-based. Uh, yeah. that, that give them a skill or something that they can use to go into the workplace without having to, to pay and get a four-year degree. So, yeah. it, you know, it could be that as well. So, all righty, you got some bad news for us tonight? Of course. <laughs> a Cambridge <laughs> philosophy uh, fellow, he's one of the leaders of the philosophy department, has caused outrage after claiming that in a mediocrity, black people would only be famous for sports and entertainment. Nathan Kofinas says that only the best of the best would be recruited for his department, so that means you'd have no blacks. Wow, that is so racist. Basically, really what is. he's saying that if it's based on merit and and your skill level and brain power, uh, you know, in terms of society, the only way you know that that black people can never black people can't achieve anything on their own outside of sports and entertainment. That's what this. That's what this Cambridge person is saying wow how racist but then we know that the entire dei uh everything that's going on with this white privilege and this dei stuff and affirmative action and all of that is basically racist at its core yeah it's really sad it's terrible it really is all right they got parents who fled leaving half empty classrooms in a financial pinch This situation harms all students since without enough funding based on student attendance, cutbacks are forced and district-wide programs. The lifeline was set up two years ago to end this after the pandemic, but it's ending up next in September. That funding ceases to exist. Well, but here's the thing, though. It's like what that should do if parents are, are pulling their kids out of public schools because of everything that you report on every week. And they're leaving behind half-empty classrooms and tax dollars are based on attendance. Then you think these schools would start correcting their curriculums and stop shoving their pornography and recruiting kids into transgenderism without telling the parents and all of that. 
maybe they could keep, you know, their, their situation going and keep classroom attendance. So they're really the cause of this. So, you know, that financial pinch is on them and it's an easy solution. Get back to academics only. That's the solution. Virginia's governor rollback of rights and restoration has disenfranchised thousands of voters who were ex-convicts. <clears throat> he had given of, of the years ex-convicts over 40,000 had been given the right to vote, but he removed it all last week. I don't know why. Well, look, if, if, uh, if you commit a certain crime and in the course of doing that, you lose your right to vote. Well, um, then you lose your right to vote. So, yeah. you know, I'm not sure why the Virginia governor was rolling that back because he's supposed to be a Republican. I personally think that, you know, if if you know that I, I kind of like, um, to, you know, if if it's um, if it's a misdemeanor, no big deal. But a felony and above, you never get to vote again, in my opinion. So that's disagree. just my thought. Yeah. Another L.A. school has been closed for classes to cover homeless crisis for the illegals. What? Academy of Media Arts in L.A. Wow. With the 800 students that got to go to work from home, and they they fill the classroom with uh, illegals who are just living in the classroom. Wow. So they're doing in L.A. what they did in New York that caused such a controversy, but nobody's really talking about this out here in L.A. And if it's the Academy of Media Arts, that tells me that these are the limousine liberal parents that, I mean, you know, why don't they just go ahead and invite these illegals to come and live with them, you know, if they're going to allow their, their private school to be taken over. It's just, you know, crazy. Or I'm assuming Academy of Media Arts is, is a private school. It is, yeah. Yeah. It is a private school. All right. Okay. Our- We've got about a minute left, Bob. You want to tell everybody about We the Kids? Yeah. We the Kids is a great organization. And we're talking about needing to get our kids refocused on the Constitution and be proud of America know more about its history because they're not being taught that in most classes. But that's what you can get for free, the books and the materials and reading items from We the Kids. If you look up wethekids.us, you can see what you can get in order. Most of it's free. You want to contribute something? Great, too. But it's a, a good tool to help your kids get focused in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, Bob Walters, welcome back from Alabama. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for always reporting on uh, great stories that most of your stories are not even being being reported on by the legacy media. Thank you so much, my dear. You take care. Thank you. You too, honey. All right. And you guys stick around because we got hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show coming right up. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.